0: It's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com, and I'm super excited for this episode. I've got a very special California guest here. We are live and in color. Miss Lauren Nicole Peters is here, and we are excited to talk about networking and energy and so many different things. This is something I've actually surprisingly never really talked about. I've talked about it briefly in a lot of videos, but this is going to be a big, deep dive into really how to connect with your most authentic self so that you're not out here meeting the wrong people, attracting the wrong crowd, um, putting yourself in spaces that you don't belong, um, how to get in tune with that. Lauren, I, I've always been attracted to her energy because she is so fluid and um, feminine and strong and all of these things that we aspire to be as, you know, business professional women. And she brings a little bit something special to the table. So we're going to get into that. Um, but first, let me allow Miss um, Lauren to introduce herself. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Lauren.
1: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here uh, to talk about networking and energy. And like you said, being your authentic self. Um, So, yes, I live in California. I'm originally from Chicago. I lived in Atlanta for about 10 years before I came out to Chicago three years ago. So, I've been enjoying slightly colder weather. Believe it or not, it's colder than Atlanta. (laughs) But I love it here. Um, I love the ocean, and it's really interesting because I got to experience a different type of networking out here and a different conversation, like you mentioned, the conversation around energy. So that's what we'll be diving more into today. I've spent the last 10 years in the corporate world as a strategist, a designer, a manager. Um, I was an executive at a startup last year. And I left to go coaching full time. So now I coach business professionals, entrepreneurs, founders, executives on quality of life, full self-expression, and how all of that relates to, at the end of the day, business results, career results.
0: Yeah. And I love how you were in a corporate environment and you were doing very, you know, organized and and structured things and how we take really what we did in our professions into our own businesses and into our lives. So I really want to talk about maybe looking back to that time when you were in corporate or when you were around a ton of corporate professionals, what your thoughts around networking was then or were then your thoughts and then really how that's changed to now and where you stand with networking.
1: For sure. Well, back then, this was probably Around the time 2009 all the way to 2014 is when I focused on networking in a certain way. And you and your listeners might know this way. A lot of people teach that you go out to these events, you randomly meet people, you might have some intention of what you want to do, who you want to meet, what you might want to create together. Like, for instance, I want to meet someone who could be my mentor. Or I want to meet someone who could be a collaborator on a project. Or I want to meet someone who could introduce me to my next big dream job, right? So I was approaching networking in that way. However, in my inner world, I was freaking out. I'm like, I don't know if this is the right way to go. I don't know if this is what I should wear. I feel extremely uncomfortable. How long do I have to stay at this event? Can't I just keep to the network I already have, the people that know me? Do I have to meet more people? And so there was another side of me that was very extroverted. Like I would turn on and perform in the moment when I needed to, but I had this other very introverted side as well. I would do that uh, for quite a while. And sometimes I would show up at events and not really understand why I was there. I knew I had an intention, but overall, I'm like, it doesn't feel right the way I'm doing this and um, how I'm showing up. And a lot of my relationships, it seems to be a little bit of a strain to keep up because it feels so robotic, you know? Like it's missing a huge part. So I moved out to California and I started to learn more about the concept of energy, the concepts of the law of attraction, the concepts of feeling more into the reality that i wanted because when i lived out i also lived in new york for a while when i lived out on the east coast and in the midwest i took life um i took the perspective of life from a very intellectual standpoint which is amazing because it worked for me for so long but when i moved out to the west my journey became one of less thinking and more feeling so it's like being open To learning more about energy, being open to learn more about relationships and and my heart from caring about humans instead of caring about making the right connection for something I wanted to accomplish.
0: I love that. And that's, I think, a big part about networking. Networking, I think, is different in all parts of the US, right? Everywhere you go. But I think one thing I learned, just like you were saying, on the West Coast um, is that shift. And it not necessarily being about how many people you can meet, you know, what these people do, because we're always kind of attracted to that, right? The glitz, the glamour, and we're like, oh, this person does this, or this person has a gazillion followers, or this person is really blank. And it's, that's not necessarily what's going to build a solid network or is going to build, you know, relationships that last or, um, that connect you in the right places. It definitely is more of, you know, the intention. And I've actually talked about this in the past where, you know, a lot of people are going to these events after work. And so not even, you know, I know you mentioned the introvert versus extrovert conversation, but there's this whole thing of you just going to the event sometimes is so, draining and people want to network. They want the outcome of having a network, but putting in the work is difficult. It's very much like going to the gym. It's like once you're there, sometimes it's okay, but like getting yourself there is literally one of the biggest parts of networking. Um, I still firmly believe in showing up in places where you can be connected. It doesn't necessarily have to be a networking event specifically, um, it could be anything. It could be a wine bar. It could be you going out by yourself with the intention of meeting a stranger and having a nice conversation or connecting with you know a familiar, the, the bartender, whomever. Um, I think that is more important than going to a million networking events. Um, but having said that, what do you really feel when you're meeting people now? Do you have any sort of go to places or you know how do you look at networking? Um, in a way to build what you're looking for. So your business, I definitely want to get to that and what you do after this. But when you look at your shift, if somebody's trying to shift, where would you say they should
1: go? That's a great question because I'm so fluid with where I go. I don't have specific places that I write down on a list and say, I'm gonna hit up all of these networking events so that I could accomplish this task. I kind of meditate on it once a month, maybe on the day that I'm thinking about networking and be like, all right, I'm meditating on this. I'm feeling into what do I want to accomplish in my business right now? I would like to have a couple more clients. Um, Those clients can easily come from the existing relationships I have, but my intuition is telling me go out today, have a good time and meet a couple more people. You never know what's going to happen. Right? So I'll feel into it. Um, One of my friends might mention a networking group to me that I've never tried out before. Um, I love newness, so it's always easier for me to show up in an environment that's new to me rather than something I've been going to for months. And it's just kind of old energy, you know? So I'll choose something, have zero expectation. Like recently, I went to a venture capital group networking event, which by the way, had so many good looking men. I can't even, I didn't even know that was possible. Um, (laughs) Men in suits ready to give money to a lot of people. Um, Yeah, it was a a venture capital group who really cared about giving funding and philanthropy and investing in real estate. and, And the whole ethos was how can we contribute our money in a really big way? And how can we be together as a culture and move our money? And, you know, so the energy of the event felt really rich to begin with. So I'm like, I want to be in that energy. And I'm a coach. I might be able to help some people there. And I just, I bought a ticket, $60. It was like $60 investment, totally worth it. I feel like I'm going to meet some good people. I went to it. I had a very clear intention. I prayed. I don't know if A lot of your audience prays, but I definitely have prayer as part of my intention setting. I prayed before I got there and I said, I want to meet two people that can introduce me to new clients or could be my clients. I want to meet one person who could help mentor me for the new nonprofit project I'm about to do. And I want to meet one more person like blah, blah, blah. I get there. And I'm like, I'm not going to go up to people. This is just this is just me playing. I'm playing with the energy. And I, I stand there and I'm like, I'm not going to go up to people. I want these people to approach me. And I stood there in one place and then I moved to another place and I just stood there. And every single one of these people walked up to me every time. And I met the guy who could help me with my project. And I met a guy who asked me if I could meet with him about coaching. And I met another guy who asked to meet with me. And then a woman who was like the wild card. So. I didn't have to disperse my energy. I didn't have to like try to meet people. I stood there in one area and I said, I, I said my intention, all right, room, you walk up to me if you are meant to meet me. And it was just a different way of doing it. So I choose events that feel good. Like I said, feel good. Don't, they don't like, I'm not thinking about what's working. It feels good in my heart and in my body, in my mind that. This seems like it would be a really cool and new event. I'll probably spend like 30 minutes there. If I like it, I'll spend the whole time. And I get there. If it feels good, I'll stay and I'll, I'll have an intention to meet who I need to meet. Boom. That's amazing. And I love
0: this story. And people think it's crazy to have an intention or to set an intention. And I'm like, guys, if you're not setting an intention, what are you doing? I mean, going back to the gym analogy, it's you know most people don't just walk into the gym like, hey, I'm here. There's an int- there's an intention. Is it, is it leg day? Are we working on our core? Is the is the plan all cardio? Are we going to do a class? What's the what's the point of of actually showing up in the gym today? And if we ask those questions and we have intention um, and we bring intention into the things that we do, I think it comes off. Um, it comes off. People can tell. People can tell that we're showing up you know, for reason with a purpose. Um, And so, okay. So let's go to some of those people that you were talking to. Um, You let them attract themselves basically to you, which I think is a great, I love doing this too, where you kind of play and see what happens. Like sometimes I'll do the opposite or I'll pick like, you know, some of the most uninviting looking people and I'll approach them. That's, that's a game I play all of the time because I think it's fun, but I love this, that you can, that you can go into a situation and kind of let, let life bring to you what it needs to bring to you. Because if you're darting around the room and you're not paying attention, you can easily miss out um, on the right person. So, okay. So let's talk about your business. And I also want to ask you about some of those conversations that you had when you were, maybe you could use that as, as kind of a way to introduce what you do So when you met some of these guys that approached you, how did you introduce yourself? What did you, how did that conversation go down?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Because I do so many things. I'm a multi-passionate person and I have several goals. You know, maybe if I meet one person, it's for a different reason than what I need to tell somebody else that I do. So I don't necessarily have an elevator pitch, but I do have different feelings about what I do so for the nonprofit project I'm building I'm so excited and I feel so much joy when I think about that project so that's what comes through when I'm talking about that with someone when I talk about when I think and feel about my coaching I feel very authoritative but also loving like I want to take care of my people and I want to help the, I want to help lead them into their next version of leadership so if I'm talking to somebody about my coaching I'll get really like loving, but intense and authoritative. And people tend to seem a little impressed. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not my intention to impress, but this is another example of when I'm speaking to these people, I'm feeling the energy of how my projects and those versions of me make me feel. That's, that allows me to be more authentic in who I am and what I'm building. Instead of coming from a standpoint of here is my title, here is my elevator pitch, Do you, how can I support you? What do you do? You know, like those are the the basic questions. So let's say I I was standing by the coffee and it was so funny. This guy, his last name is Coffee. He came up to me. (laughs) And he was super cool and random and he was a sales guy. And, and you know, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, I have nothing in common with this guy. You know, you have this, these like discernments and judgments happening in your mind when someone walks up to you or <laughs> you start talking to someone, you're like, oh, they don't know what they're doing or I'm not going to get anything out of this conversation or look what they're wearing or like, oh my God, they're so cute. Maybe they're smart. Maybe they could help me out. You know, there's this whole conversation going. Um, so this guy starts talking to me and he starts being, he's like really fun. And it's not, I didn't notice just who he was being and who I was being. I was noticing a synergy, like an energetic between us. So when I started feeling that, I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to keep talking to this guy. For other people, when there wasn't really like a synergy between us, which actually didn't happen to me at this last event because I was so intentional. I'm like, I'm only available to speak with people that fully resonate with who I am today and what I am looking for. So, for him, the energy was so electric. And he told me about his sales job. I told him I had a feeling and intuition. I need to talk to this guy about my nonprofit. So, the way I talked to him, I said, Well, you know, I'm an executive coach for founders, executives, business people, but I'm really here today to meet people and network about the the foundation, the, the nonprofit that I'm building. And so, with what I just said, he was able to hear the profession that I do, but also what I'm really super passionate about. That also gives him an opportunity to choose what he wants to talk to me about next. And in that moment, I kind of knew he was like, oh my God, tell me more about the foundation, about your nonprofit project. And I told him a little bit more about like working with organizations and ocean cleanup and helping them with their day-to-day collaboration and their quality of life. And he's like, you know what? I know this man that that you need to meet. His name is blah, blah, blah. And he's like the biggest guy in town, advisor to everyone, etc. He's like, I'm going to give you his contact information. And I'm like, oh, okay. And um, was feeling really grateful for receiving that contact information. And then he walked away and then I'm like, all right, cool. Where else am I going to stand next? <laughs> and I start walking and he turns around. And he goes, hey, remember that guy I said I wanted to introduce to you? I go, yeah. He goes, he's right here. And he literally like pushed him towards me. And it's like, I got this opportunity to like, this man was like the Oprah of the room type guy, you know? So he comes up to me. I'm totally unprepared in what I'm going to say with my foundation, my, my nonprofit thing, but I just go for it, right? He's in front of me. I might as well. So he goes, hey, nice to meet you. What you got going on? I'm like, well, you know, I'm building this, um, this program to help young nonprofits in this arena and that arena and build a foundation. And he goes, oh, you know, that's a very ambitious project. He goes, good luck with that, you know, with that kind of energy. He goes, that's really ambitious of you. And I go, oh, perfect, because I'm an ambitious woman. And he goes, all right, cool. And I go, yeah, um, do you have a business card? And he gave me his card. I said, I'll email you when I have progress supports. He goes, sounds good. And he walked away with a little bit of like a, a healthy, skeptical energy to him. But I was like, yo, I know what I'm doing. I know how much passion I have for this project. And I know that I'm going to eventually work with this man one day. So he walked away. Then I went to stand somewhere else. And then this guy came up to me. He was a Chinese man, uh, worked for a very big, like big name capital company, like funding. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is convenient. I will be looking for funding one day. And he just starts talking to me and I go, Hey, yeah, I'm an executive coach, but my foundation. And he goes, Oh my God, tell me more about that. And then he goes, yeah, I'm going to move to California. And we, we keep talking. And then I meet two more people. One guy who, when he heard about executive coaching, he wasn't interested in the foundation, but he grabbed to my coaching and he goes, Hey, I'd really like to meet with you next week. I'm looking for an executive coach. And I'm like, sweet. That's why I'm here. <laughs> so I hope that gives a little picture on like how how I integrate who I am and feel into the energies and choose what I'm going to say based off of like, what feels good to me and not what I think I should say.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And that's important. A lot of people, I think uh, two things, the multi-passionate part, I'm multi-passionate as well. And I think it can be very daunting to be multi-passionate at times because you want to move forward in, in multiple areas of, of, what you want, right? What you're looking for out of your life, whether you have different business goals, different personal goals, whatever. Um, But I think a lot of people listening um, are doing one thing as far as, you know, business and their profession. They're not maybe entrepreneurial like you and I, some of them are, maybe they want to be in the future. Um, So for those people who are you know, maybe somebody who is, let's say they're an accountant, right? I've worked with a lot of accountants. I've worked with a lot of engineers, right? That's their path. That's their future. That's what they have been doing. That's what they intend to do. You know, maybe they're interested in other things like cinema, or maybe they play band, you know, they play an instrument in their church or they sing or something like that. But for the most part, they're at networking events to either connect for maybe a different job, um, or maybe they're looking for friendships, So what would you say for them um, to go into that space and they're being intentional? Maybe they've said a prayer. Maybe they've gotten their mind right in the car. One of my favorite tips that I give is to do something fun in the car before you walk into the event. If you're nervous, if you're tired, um, hold on. That was weird, right? Did you hear the doorbell?
1: No.
0: It was adorable. It was like somebody was joining. Okay, we'll edit that out. Um,
1: you say car. You were in the car.
0: Yeah, so one of, the, one of my favorite tips is when you're in the car to do something, to do something to get you pumped up about going because a lot of people are tired after work and they want more friends. They want to connect with more people. Um, you know, they want to have friends to go to brunch with, to make memories with. These are things that they want. Um, so what do you recommend for those people who are going in with that intention, with that goal to really get out of their head and also to help them feel confident and powerful, whether they're an extrovert or, or not, because you could be an extrovert and have low energy that day, you know, what do you
1: recommend for that? Right. I really, really love this question because Networking, if we were to just rename it and call it human connection with the people that we're supposed to meet and supposed to have in our life, whether it's a small relationship or a large relationship, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or a business professional, like if you're an accountant for the rest of your life, that's amazing. The perspective I would take for people who aren't in the entrepreneurial world is to, when you go into networking, think about your life in general your life experiences and know that you are going to have experiences in your life where you can be supported by people. So I'll take something so simple, a real example. Let's say a woman goes to a networking event and she's just open. I want to meet really, I want to meet like three really beautiful people that have depth that are fun today. That could compliment me in some area in my life. And she walks into this networking event, meets somebody, and the connection is just so electric, and you start building a relationship. At first, you think the relationship might be project or business-related or new job-related, but three years down the line, it ends up being something different. For instance, this woman becomes pregnant she has a baby shower. This person that she met at the networking event is the person who's going to fund the whole thing or find the venue for free and say, oh, by the way, I went ahead and invited everyone for you. You don't have to lift a finger, right? So that's when we get to start thinking of networking and human connection as allowing God or the universe to send people into our life that can support us in a way that we couldn't even imagine. Like for women thinking, oh, I'll have a baby shower one day. Could that woman imagine that the entire thing would be paid for and taken care of and there would be free things around it? Like not a lot of people think like that, but you know, that's one thing I like to talk about when generating relationships. Like there's so much more goodness and gifts that you could receive beyond a a normal networking connection.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You never know where a relationship is going to lead you. I've had so many times where, you know, I've met someone and then I've introduced them to somebody else and they become, you know, really, really, really connected and like besties. And then I've met people who have introduced me to people who I've become besties with. And maybe me and that person lost contact but the person they introduced me to we're still tied together at the hips. So, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. And that's why one thing that I, I did want to backtrack that you said about the event is you may not meet the, co- the coaching client. You may not meet, you know, maybe the manager of the company that you want to work for, but you might meet somebody who knows them. And so when you go into these events, part of, I think, being intentional, one thing that also people don't talk about is being open, being open to receive because sometimes we'll get a gift and we don't know it's a gift until later, or maybe we'll get a gift, but it's not packaged the way that we thought it would be. And so we think that it's not that great of a gift, but like, and and blowing it off, it's not, it's not the right move there. Um, I think it's really important to, to say that here because a lot of times we'll go in even to dating events, right? If you go to a speed dating event, you, you may meet 12 new people at that speeding event because you're going through the guys and maybe you only connect with one and you're kind of disappointed because you spent $50 and you had to pay for parking, you know, and you missed your favorite TV show that aired that night. And you didn't even really meet anybody. It was one person, but that one person, you know, may be, somebody that, that changes your life or changes the lives of somebody that you know um, immediately in your circle. So that's why um, I've become very, very open-minded when I go to networking events, because even though this person may not be, you know, a lifelong friend or a client or my next mentor, that does not mean that this person is not meant to be in my life in some capacity or, you know, connected to me. So I just wanted to say that I feel like somebody needed to hear it Um, because part of being intentional is also being open-minded.
1: Yeah. And another thing I want to add to what you just said is that there's two things. One, a lot of times when we talk about being intentional and fully authentic, when you go into an event or start meeting people, if you can't be at your top game in your energy and the way you feel, If you wake up and you're like, why am I going to that event tonight? I don't want to go. And an hour before you go, you're like, I still don't want to go. In my world, like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Unless you have to, you know, like, if you you have to find a job and your intuition is guiding you to go anyways, there's a lot of pressure, I think, that people put on themselves when they need to show up for networking. And so really, it's just like dating. Like, a lot of people are in the dating world and they don't actually want to be in the dating world. And then when they stop being in the dating world, like everything starts to open up for them because they didn't want to do it in the first place. And that not wanting to do it was more of a like intuitive direction. Like if you don't want to do it, don't do it.
0: Right. And also (laughs) that's another hard point for me as well is, you know, feeling and reading into that energy of, of sometimes it's angst. Sometimes it's just, you know, maybe you're distracted, maybe whatever. I think you have to learn yourself a little bit, which I want to talk about next. So a lot of times we'll get in our own ways. And I saw a post on Instagram about that today. I think it was like, your only limit is yourself. And if we get in our own ways, if we find excuses not to do things, if we find reasons why it could maybe not work, if we um, decide that this isn't going to be worth our time, or this is probably going to be like the last event, or like if we get into that spiral, it's not going to help us meet our goal. So, please also remember that you have to learn how to maneuver these feelings of, of not wanting to go, or not wanting to show up, or not wanting to put yourself out there, or not wanting to be vulnerable. Or not wanting to take a chance, or not wanting to put a bra on and leave your house. I get it. It's cold. I get it. Sometimes you're disappointed. I get it. Sometimes you go and you only talk to like really random, seeming like loud or just selfish people. Like, I I totally get that. But I do not want 2019 to be the year where we sit and we don't let these events become powerful parts of our, of our year, of our lives, of our story, of our past, of our journeys. Like that's what I think people have done in the past. And I just, I'm, I'm, there's so many reasons why you don't need to go, or you, you maybe decide to opt out of an event, but the same could be said again about the gym. There's going to be most of the days you're not going to want to go to the gym. Like you're just not, which is why I liked the point that you brought up about going to new places. Um, finding new events there's always something going on on the internet and like I said it doesn't always have to be a networking event you could go to happy hours you could do the speed dating you could go to a women's book club you could go to a brunch you it doesn't matter all of your events that you go to could be alcohol related it doesn't matter I mean unless that becomes a problem which I've actually seen before so you want to make sure that you've got you've got your 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 ducks in a row but I think. Being open minded, making sure you're versatile in the types of events that you go to is important. And also, not letting excuses keep you from having what you want. Um, because, you know, the devil is a liar. And it, it, is, it can become very easy to fall into that trap. So, I, I agree with you. If you have this like weird feeling where you're like, this doesn't seem like if this is the right event, I'm feeling like I should do something else, you know, whatever, then do that other thing. But don't make it a habit of, letting fear of the unknown or fear of, because you know what, Lauren, this has become a big, a big thing for me. I noticed that I had a fear of success, a fear of success, not a fear of, you know, embarrassing myself or falling on my ass in front of somebody really cute. No, those things, hmm, I don't think about them, but I had a fear that for a while, that if things were to pop off for me in a positive way, that my life wouldn't be the same, that people would treat me different that I would lose people, like all these random, I have no idea where they came from, no idea where they came from, but they were in my, in my brain and my psyche. And it was keeping me from doing things. I wouldn't post on the internet. I wouldn't write like I wanted to write. I wasn't showing up like I needed to show up because I was afraid of what would happen if it turned out amazing. So... Be mindful of what your fears are, I think is what I'm trying to say with this. Be mindful of what your fears are and where your limiting beliefs really live um, and work on working on those because it doesn't matter who you meet. If you're not in this space of owning who you are and being your authentic self, that relationship may not have a balanced reciprocity or a balanced give and take, um, so to speak. And, and we were talking about that this past weekend, like you could meet the man of your dreams, but if you're not ready, if you're still living in the past, if you're still doing you know X, Y, and Z, it could very well be keeping you from um, being able to really act when that opportunity arrives. So that's why I like to have this show talk about you know personal development as well as professional development because they really do go hand in hand. I'm sure you've seen that with your coaching clients, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. The conversation of limiting beliefs and how you are holding yourself back from your fullest authentic expression is an everyday thing. It's, it's a practice that I've learned to know about and do every day, every week, every month, because even though people could see me as successful or that I have my stuff together, I don't. You know, With every new level of success that we move into, It gets scary again and then you got to remind yourself what's true and not true and how amazing you are and how capable you are and how much you will change the world when you reach that next level of success. It's an everyday game. Like I made a certain amount of money last year and now I want to make a larger amount of money. And there's a lot of that that's still really scary to me that I'm working through. You know, When this man approached me, this Oprah of the investing world around here approached me, I'm like, I'm in the moment, like I'm I'm scared. And the belief work, I actually, I didn't mention this, but I did two hours of belief work before I showed up at that event. Actually, can I talk about this really quickly? Because I have the things I wrote down of what I was telling myself before I walked into that room, which is super important. Um, with limiting beliefs, a day before that event, I noticed my inner thinking was, I don't make a difference. They're going to think I'm too young to know anything. They're not going to respect me. They're not going to think I have any experience in the field. They're going to wonder why I'm in the room. And I got really real with those thoughts inside of me. And I'm like, these thoughts feel real in my body. And I'm scared to show up tomorrow. But I'm committed to showing up as my best tomorrow. So what I'm going to do is write these lies down. And then I'm going to write the opposite down. So, one of the things was, you know, they're going to think I'm too young and don't know what I'm talking about. But really, what's true is that they're going to be so inspired by how they feel around me when I talk about my passion that it's not going to matter what I'm wearing, what I'm saying, like how old I am. They're going to want to know more about me and my project. So, I went through this whole list of limiting beliefs. And I turned them over and I I kept saying the new positive true thoughts about me and, and how much I make a difference to every single room I walk into. And I kept repeating those true statements until I fully felt it and believed it in my body. And when I showed up to the event, I was so prepared. I felt so powerful. I felt so excited to be there. And that's the biggest thing, right? You were talking about places you resonate with, choose places you feel good about going into. So choose places that feel good and exciting to be to, but make sure that when you get there, you're, you're just in the mindset that you're so awesome and something awesome is about to happen, which you don't just decide everything's going to be awesome, right? Because we have feelings. <laughs> we have to acknowledge those feelings and do a process to make sure that we know what's true, which is that we are very big talented people, whether you are an accountant, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a mom um, full time, that there is a version of you that you can consistently get in touch with this amazing big version of you through the limiting belief work, getting getting them clear down on paper and telling yourself and feeling the opposite, the positive, true things.
0: Absolutely. And when you do that work, I think a lot of times you'll start to you'll eventually hit a dead end, right? When you follow some of these thoughts in, you know, the, the realm of I'm not this, right? I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough blank. I don't know enough X, Y, and Z. And then you eventually you end and you're like, well, this actually doesn't, I'm, I'm reaching here, right? You get to the point where you're reaching and you're trying to pull, you're like, that's not true. And that, I don't really believe that. But, and so you hit a dead end and it's like, okay, cool. We're done. Now we can go back. And because you've made that shift, right. And you, you kind of danced at the dead end and you've managed to turn around at that point, you can really start to, to see the change because I've done a lot of affirmation work in the past. And one thing that I recommend to a lot of my clients is to go through and record yourself saying some of the affirmations, because your affirmations Lauren are going to be different than mine. And mine may be a little bit different than yours. So going to YouTube may not always be an effective tool. Now, some of the affirmations you find on YouTube are absolutely going to hit the nail on the head and you'll learn some that maybe you didn't think were your issues, right? Um, But when you've done the work and you've gone through the list, and especially when it's targeted for something like this, maybe it's somebody is going on an interview or maybe somebody is going to go look at apartments in a new city, or maybe somebody is going through a difficult time, Um, pick your your whatever it is your situation might be and go through those and record yourself singing the positive affirmations. And my favorite time to listen to them is in the shower or when I'm getting dressed. Um, when, you know, when you get out the shower and you put your tail on and you're kind of loitering in the bathroom and it's seamy and you're enjoying it. Like that's the perfect time. Or maybe when you're brushing your teeth, when I brush my teeth, I use my electric toothbrush and it's timed to two minutes. So it's another perfect opportunity to listen to you could listen to it anywhere. Right. So um, the the affirmations, it it works, it's powerful and it works. And if you keep at it, just like anything else, it will help you build a stronger sense of self, a stronger um, boost of confidence when you go to do these things that can be scary or daunting or overwhelming. Um, So, yeah, I think in addition to having, you know, a coach or a mentor or maybe a good girlfriend to talk to about some of these things, it's great to, to be able to do the inner work yourself too. Okay. So the last thing that I wanted to talk to you about was about being memorable. So it sounds like you had a really good time at this event recently, but what do you do or how do you approach, like, let's say you went to a really big event or maybe you are in a corporate environment, like a big building and you happen to meet somebody in a super crowded, you know, lobby or in an elevator. What do you do to sort of bring out the most memorable parts of yourself so that, you know, that person remembers you later?
1: Yeah, I love this question. I first start off by taking the pressure off of myself. And we've been talking about this the whole podcast episode. Do all the things that you need to do to take the pressure off. Number one, all the shoulds about how you need to show up. Look at those and kind of get rid of those because there are no shoulds whatsoever. The second thing is to remember that no matter where I'm going, when I want to be memorable, it's not necessarily about quantity, meeting a quantity of people, but meeting the quality of people. So setting the intention of who exactly you want to meet and what, what you want help with, with your projects now or in the future. So that takes a little more pressure off too. Like you walk into the room and now you don't need to meet everyone or random people. You're just only available to meet the people that you've intended to meet. And a few wild cards, right? There's a lot of magic there too. When you, the third thing is when you walk into the room or any venue, be really connected and appreciative and celebratory about who you are and the projects you're building and the endeavors you're doing. This could even mean if you're an accountant, you can be so excited about a new client that you just got. And you could be really passionate about that. You could be really excited about the Super Bowl and be super passionate about that, literally anything. You could be excited about a toilet paper roll that you just bought, you know? <laughs> the energy of being connected to excitement and passion will be the thing that allows you to come out in the most authentic way possible. Because it takes the pressure off of you thinking that you need to be something and it allows you to be joyful and passionate about something that you're already really intimate with. So like we'll use the Super Bowl example. If you are stoked about the Super Bowl coming up, go into that room knowing that I'm going to talk to at least three people about the Super Bowl and it's going to be the best conversation I ever had. They're also going to know what I want to do for a living. And then they're probably going to want to work with me. But that's secondary. The first thing is that I want to talk about the Super Bowl today. I want to talk about bowling today. I want to talk about these new glasses I just bought. I want to share with someone this new company I just found, you know? So memorability, people to remember you, they don't remember you off of your credentials. They don't remember you off of what you do. They do not remember you off of your family dynamics. They will 100% remember you in the energy you bring into the room and how you made them feel in the moment and how they felt when they walked away from you. 100%.
0: That's a big one. That's a big one. And it's powerful. I mean, I've been to so many events and, and your energy is contagious. Whether it's positive or negative, the shit is contagious. And so what happens, at least when I go out is I get excited about something and most people are, at least most people at some of the networking events I've seen. And just in general, especially if you're in corporate or you're in a high stress environment, people are just drained, you know, especially when these events are late, it doesn't matter what kind of event, even if it's a football game, you know, some of the events are late and their people are tired. They've had a full work day or they've had a full weekend, you know, and they're not, in that zend out, you know, centered, balanced place. They're just not. And especially on the East Coast, right? And so you, you meet people that are just all tightly wound. And when you walk into the room and you're feeling fresh, you're feeling aligned, you're feeling intentional, you're feeling powerful, you're feeling confident and strong. And, you know, at least a couple of those things, it doesn't have to be all of them, but you're feeling something positive. That is contagious mm-hmm. and people are going to gravitate towards you They're going to want to be near you simply because you're not the Debbie Downer of the room, right? It doesn't matter what you do. You could be a yarn salesman. It doesn't. Go
1: ahead. Yeah. And it's so, I'm loving that you're saying this because there have been moments where I've been a shithead in the room and not in a good mood, Mm -hmm. but there's an energy to accepting yourself and your full expression so let's just be realistic right like if there's ever a day anyone listening if there's ever a day where you're just like i can't do it today but i'm gonna go because it actually feels pretty aligned and i resonate with this i'm gonna go anyways but you know i cannot be bothered to talk to 50 people who want to talk about small talk i'm just not into it today (laughs) so you can show up and still be in your energy of like you guys approach me that's, that's all I'm doing today. You stand there, someone approaches you and goes, Hey, how are you doing today? You could literally like not give an uh. the more you don't give a, an uh, is like, they probably be more interested. So for instance, you could be like, listen, it's nice to meet you. I'm only here for the coffee. Like I'm only here for the drinks. What are you here for? You know, that still sparks up an authentic conversation. Cause you just You're only here for the drinks. You don't care about the people. That's kind of comedic too. So that person's probably going to be like, oh, I like this person. She's not here for the people. So let's talk about the drinks for a second. Or you could be someone funny and just be like, you know what? I just come here for the fashion. I just want to see what people are wearing. (laughs) You know, It sparks up a different conversation. So yes, the energy of excitement and passion is number one. And then I forgot to mention, there's another energy to just not giving a crap. Being yourself. Like, if you really got to be there and you're not feeling that good, then just express that to somebody. Not in a way where you're complaining about the world, because nobody likes a negative Nancy just to be that way, but like, you're just like, I'm going to accept myself and my shitty attitude today. But I'm also going to appreciate anyone who walks up to me, right? You can be in a shitty attitude and still appreciate your reality and appreciate the people in the room. So I just wanted to give that distinction.
0: I agree, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because there are days where you know I'm not as chipper and open and excited and excitable as I am most of the time. We all have those ebbs and flows. I could have had a great day um, and been looking forward to this event for weeks, and then I get a really bad phone call, or I have a shitty meeting, or I don't get my way, or I drop my latte right on my car. And it spills, you know what I mean? Like these things happen. And so it's really important to be authentic in the sense of you can be honest, you can be, um, you can be straightforward, you know, you can be funny. I think that's one thing that I enjoy when I'm speaking with people too, is the sense of like, just being honest. Um, A lot of times when I give advice for people going to events is, you know, when you're at the bar, when you're waiting in line for the bathroom, when you're you know, introducing yourself to the host and getting your name badge or whatever. There's so many opportunities to spark up random conversations. And those random conversations that are about really nothing can lead into fantastic things. And sometimes when you are with somebody and you're in a shitty mindset or in a in a bad place, talking to somebody will help you come back. Right, it's almost like they pull you out of your your shitty mood by asking you something or saying complimenting you on something, and that's why I give the tips that I give because when you go in with a compliment, when you go in with a warm smile, when you go in with positive energy, if somebody's having a shitty day or not in the mood, it really does help to change that, and you can see it happening. So taking a step back and making sure that it's not just about you is a big part of the process too, because you're meeting other people, right? You're not just out here trying to spread whatever it is you're doing all over everybody else, but hopefully you're going with the intention of having something to receive in return. So I think that's an important piece um, that I mentioned, but here it, it makes a lot of sense to bring up because, you know, and one of the tips I've always given is pumping your, your favorite song before you get out the car, you know, putting on your favorite lipstick, wearing your really nice favorite underwear or shoes, or you know, bringing your little purse that you don't bring to work, like something that's going to spark something in you and make you. Because most people are having confidence issues more than anything else when they go to these events, is they're just not confident in how they feel. Sometimes they're worried about what they're wearing. Are they too overdressed? Are they underdressed? Um, are their feet going to hurt 25 minutes in, and then they're going to be pissed off and want to go home? Like these are the things that people are thinking about. So I think whatever you can do to boost your mood, whatever you can do to um, boost somebody else's mood, I think are all things that will kind of come back to you and they'll immediately pay off. So yeah, guys, I am so glad we had this conversation. I feel like this is a great way to start 2019 around networking and really spreading some really good information. Now, where can people find you? That's my, my final section here. Where are you online?
1: Everyone can find me on my website, laurenpeters.co. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Lauren Nicole Peters.
0: Perfect. And so what do you typically share on your website if someone's going to go work with you if they're interested in either maybe getting executive coaching and or learning about your nonprofit? Where can they find that?
1: They can find most of that information on my Facebook. Okay. Um, I explain mostly what I do on my, um, sorry, not Facebook, my website, laurenpeters.co. Mm-hmm. And if people want to follow more of the, the daily stories, that's where I put it on my Instagram.
0: Perfect. Okay, great. Any final words of wisdom that you want to share or maybe a good story? What, what do you want <laughs> to end with? in twenty in twenty nineteen as we begin the year.
1: Well let's just let's end with a little picture of all of us walking into a new room we've never been in. There's a hundred people in the room. We walk into the door, we are standing tall and we scope the room, feel the room, feel yourself in the room, because that's a different feeling walk around the room with no intention to meet anyone, and then just allow yourself to feel the energy of authority that you have arrived and that you are there to receive the goodness that is here for you and give goodness to other people. It's just when we want to be our most authentic self, the only way we can figure that out is if we go slow and we tune into the moment, like feel into our body, breathe deeply, be present as you can, and know that like, there is so much goodness in that room that you can be available for. And like that room is so lucky to have you. So I want to leave everyone with that picture that when we all walk into rooms, let's share that vision together.
0: Yay. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of network and spill. This has been so much fun. I hope you have taken something powerful from this and that you can use it the next time you you do anything you leave your house you have a meeting you go somewhere you travel um, these are tips and tricks that i personally believe in so like my my center my core and if you do these things and you work on yourself you will get what it is you desire so don't forget to follow Um, Me, You can follow me, Whitney Danielle Coaching, on Instagram. You can follow the podcast, Network and Spill, on Instagram. Obviously, you can go to networkandspill.com to tune into any more episodes. I drop episodes every Thursday, and I have little mini voicemails on Sunday for inspo. And obviously, since you're on here, make sure you're subscribed and you share this episode with somebody who needs some positivity, maybe some confidence, maybe... Some really good friends or connections, share this episode with people, and obviously check out all of what Lauren is doing online um, on Instagram as well. She's got a lot of good stuff cooking for 2019. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for us all. So, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks, everyone.